You are listening to Victory Alabang Podcast. One of the attributes of a true leader is servanthood. Be guided by Jesus' own shining example. In this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. Today we are continuing in our series entitled Unpopular. Everybody say unpopular. You know, I uh, maybe some of you don't want to be unpopular. Diba? Parang, you know, we don't want to be unpopular, we don't want to be rejected. But on the other hand, there are some people naman who wants to stay in the background. Diba? But you talk about unpopular, uh, unpopular the, the, the basic uh, theme of our ser- uh, series is actually on leadership. And the tagline is, leadership is not about popularity. It's not a popularity contest. It's not about uh, having the one who's got the most number of friends in Facebook. Diba? Or how, how many of you have a lot of friends in Facebook? It's not about you know many people knowing who you are. And the sad thing is, during election, because our our uh, electorate or our uh, population is not really that educated in the area of uh, election, uh, they tend to choose candidates that are basically familiar, diba? and they, they choose it, uh, they choose a candidate based on uh, popularity. Okay? And that's why I, my encouragement is that uh, we need to really closely study the character of each uh, candidate that we're going to be choosing as we come uh, this coming May in our uh, election. Okay, But this is not an election message, by the way. This is about leadership. All right, we're going to talk about unpopular. Unpopular basically means uh, unliked, hated, okay, just a strong word, hated. Detested. How many of you would like to be detested? Or shunned. But we're not really looking at the person. We're not shunning the person. We're, uh, what we're talking about being unpopular is the model or the methodology or the style of leadership that Jesus exemplified. So when you talk about leadership, we're basically familiar with the kind of leadership in the secular sense of the word. Right? When you talk about leadership, it's all about three things. Diba? Leadership is about position, authority, and power. But you know, when you talk about leadership, it's not all-inclusive. It's all about authority. How many of you know that you can actually lead people even without any position? Diba? Even without having the title of a CEO or a manager or maybe somebody who's influential, you know, when you talk about leadership, it's all about bringing people to a certain destination. And if people are following you, guess what? You are a leader. How many of you feel that you are a natural-born leader? Anybody here? Pinagtaas ang kamay, leader yun, di ba? Sino sa inyo mga followers, di ba? Ayaw pa rin magtaas. Okay lang yan, okay? Now, <laughs> when you talk about leadership, in the biblical sense of the word, we're studying in the next four weeks about four things. First, last week we talked about the attitude of Christ. Everybody say attitude. It was the attitude of Christ that we talked about. We were having a selfless kind of leadership. Uh, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but consider others better than ourselves. And today we're going to be focusing on the word service. Everybody say service. Have you ever wondered why we call our worship service service and not worship or worship gimmick? Because what we're doing here is we're actually serving. We're serving the Lord through our worship and our praise. And we're serving one another through our various gifts and ministry. Okay? And so that's the, another form of leadership. 
exemplified by Christ Himself. Service. Now, next week we're going to be looking at humility. Okay, everybody say humility. How many of you are humble again? Can you please raise your hand. You're proud to be humble. Okay, diba? Humble. Humility, diba? It's a rare word. You know, it seems that um, it's so hard to find leaders that are humble nowadays. Dito mo mo. Mukhang humble? Yes. Sa harapan, may nagsabing yes. In fact, you know, as, I, as if you read uh, one of the accounts of Moses, you know, and, and, and Moses was the one who wrote and about himself, and he said, Moses was the humblest man on the face of the earth. Can you imagine that? How can you, how can you write about yourself and say you are humble? But maybe he had a proper estimation of himself. And the last uh, topic that we're going to be talking about uh, the week after, which is on the fourth week, is just the word sacrifice. So when you talk about leadership, there is a sense of sacrifice, diba? that we are to give of our rights, and even of, to the point of death, uh, to other people. Diba? I mean, if you're familiar with the uh, Titanic movie, please. was that in the 90s? 80s? 90s? <laughs> 90s, well, late 90s, Jack and Rose, remember that movie? Titanic, diba? And, uh, you know, remember the captain? He was the last one, actually, who... Actually, he didn't need the ship. The ship, okay? And he, he stayed there. And he basically sacrificed, okay? So that others can actually go and ride the lifeboats. He was probably basically frustrated because he's thinking it's supposed to be an unsinkable ship. And they are now sinking in the middle of the ocean. But anyway... So, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 to 5, this is just a review of, of last week. Okay, for those of you who were not able to join us last week. In verse 3, it says, Do nothing out of what? Selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. And this is the kind of leadership uh, model or attitude that Christ has for us. In verse 4, it says, Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. And somehow, we look at some of the leaders that we have today, whether in the secular world, or in the political world, or maybe in the business world, or maybe in your own company, or maybe in your own life. You look at some leaders, and sometimes leaders would first look at their own interests before serving, before going and checking out the interests of others. But somehow, Jesus is saying, not so with us. The self and the own interest should be eradicated and the selfless leadership should be put out there. Basically, Jesus is the one who exemplifies what, uh, what selfless leadership is all about. Okay? You know, uh, I'm fascinated hearing stories of rags to riches uh, stories. How many of you would love to hear you know, rags to riches stories? You know, fascinating, right? you know, they started with nothing and they ended up being multi-billionaires. Right? It's just amazing. Okay? Uh, and and I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure that you are familiar with some of those. Like We have a lot of tycoons here in the Philippines who are, you know, who, who struck it rich and they, they started uh, really poor. One particular rags to riches story is the founder of National Bookstore, uh, Socorro Ramos. Okay? And um, she started in a, with, with humble beginnings. And she, I think she was born and raised in Santa Cruz, Laguna. And uh, she was helping out her mom and her grandmother sell uh, mangoes and vinegar and all the different vegetables in the market until one tragedy struck the family. I think that dad passed away. 
and the mom had to go to Manila in order for them to earn uh, extra income. She had to work as a factory worker to finish her high school and eventually graduated as an honor student. And then she worked as a sales lady in Goodwill Bookstore. And she had an idea. She said, I want to have this same kind of business. But during that time, you know, during the American, uh, during the Japanese occupation, uh, selling books is not really a very lucrative business. So she uh, decided to, aside from selling books, she went on to buy and sell. Okay, selling stuff, thing, uh, little items here and there. In fact, she even uh, started trading whiskeys. Okay? And so she sold whiskey to the Japanese. And when the Americans took over, she sold a huge stock of whiskey to the American, I don't know, maybe to the American uh, uh, soldiers, thus helping her, enabling her to be able to start uh, what we now know as National Bookstore. Now, how many of you have actually purchased at least one item in your whole life from National Bookstore? Can you please raise your hand? You were the ones who helped Socorro Ramos to become rich, okay? Now, that's a nice rags-to-riches story. But how many of us would like to hear riches-to-rags story? It's so tragic. You don't want to hear sad stories. You don't want to hear stories... You know, uh, of uh, you know, people who are billionaires and then eventually becoming paupers. Because we want people to win. But somehow there is such a story, you don't really have to go far, and it's found in the Bible, from a rich king to becoming a poor servant. And we will be actually reading from the book of Philippians chapter 2. I'd like to invite everyone to stand uh, all together. Stand as we... Uh, Read from Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 7. Alright. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not equa- uh, consider equality with God something to be grasped, but what? Made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. Excuse me for my voice, okay? Let's bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you so much for this evening. Bless the preaching of your word. Thank you so much, God, for everyone who's here. Lord, I know that we're all here, not, not as an accident, but Lord, your spirit drew us here in this church. We thank you, Lord God, that you will speak to your people today. Encourage us. Bless everyone, Lord God, as they listen to your word. I thank you, God, that you will give your people a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know you better and to obey you in every way. Thank you for setting the example to become a godly servant leader that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. Alright, so we're talking about leadership. One famous definition of leadership is leadership is influence. And you know, you probably read you know some Maxwell books, and uh, you know one of the sinasabi, when you talk about leadership, leadership is influence. Leadership is actually moving people from point A to point B, diba? for a specific goal, and that's influence. And uh, we all know we're so familiar with this now. Or you're probably convinced by now that you don't have to have a title or a position to influence others. 
Diba? Of course, it's nice if you're, if you're there and you can use your title, your position to influence others. But you can actually be an ordinary employee. You can be a student and you can influence other students as well. How many of you are students in this place? Please raise your hand. How many of you are glad it's summertime? Vacation kayo, no ginagawa nyo? Walang allowance, no? Magbakasyon? No, meron pa rin, di ba? You know, can you imagine as students, you can actually be a great example of influence to your classmates. Instead of praying, Lord, sana papasahin mo na ako, let my grace resurrect from the dead. What an example, di ba? If we're kind of like that, going to class, you know, sana makapasahin ako, Lord, 69 ako last time, 70 naman ako, Lord, please naman, Lord, please. I hope that we can pray, not line of 70, but let's shoot for the start. Let's shoot for a 99 or a 100 even. Let's go for straight A's. If you're going to be praying for something, go and pray for the top. Amen. Sabi mo sa katabi mo, kasama ka you ought to graduate summa cum laude yeah. or valedictorian. Because why? Because God has called us to be the head and not the tail. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, you know, the, the, the leadership impartation, God made all of us to be rulers. We are called to rule and to actually, uh, you know, be good stewards of the creation. Okay? And so I believe that as Christians, the, the same covenant blessing that God has given to Abraham is with us. It's in you. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, you are a leader. Use that influence for good things. Diba? Wag yung, yung on the bad side. But yet, when you talk about leadership, leadership is not only influence, but leadership is also what? It's service. And I realize that when you talk about leadership, the ways of the world are so different from what Jesus is teaching in the Bible. The ways of the world are talking about, when you talk about leadership, it's all about privilege. It's about perks. It's about what I can get. But guess what? As a leader, you ought to be the one to serve your people. You ought to be the one to sacrifice for the, for the good of the organization. Considering others better than yourself. And that is what leadership is all about. Now, many people lead in different ways ways, right? You know, and we serve in one form or the other. Now, I, I, there, there are, although there are different motivations to serve. Some people serve because they get paid to serve, right? You're probably an employee, you're probably, or maybe you're serving as a, I don't know, maybe uh, you work in a call center, and guess what? What you're doing is, it's a service bureau, right? How I many of you are from the call center uh, industry? Please raise your hand. You know, if you're from the call center industry, guess what? No matter how irate the person on the other line is, even if they're raising their voices already, even if they're sometimes cursing you already, what do you do? Do you curse him back? Echo them! Ito sayo! You don't do that, right? Why? Because you're trained to serve. You're trained to even keep a smile. Mas ginasinisigawang ka. Yes, sir. I understand, sir. Don't worry, somebody will attend to you, sir. You know, even if, you know, and dami dami na sinasabi, and here you are, you're still smiling. Gusto mo nang tirisin. Ginagano mo na yung telepono. Yes. 
Yes, sir, I understand. Sinisiyan niyo sabi kasama mo, Because you're called to serve. Actually, you're paid to serve. And sometimes you just do that because we're paid. You know, we serve because we're paid to do it. You know, maybe some of you go to a grocery and, you know, sometimes it's always a fun time, you know. You know, you just buy one ketchup or whatever and you see all this sales lady, you know, smiling at you. You know, and then maybe you go downstairs and save more. And at a certain time, happy to serve. ako ako. You know, sometimes I would just, you know, it's almost like a choreography of sorts. I don't know if there's a signal or maybe a time or a, you know, parang on the dot. Happy to serve. And you may be working downstairs. And we appreciate the gesture. We're so glad to hear that word, happy to serve. Because some people are not happy to serve. They just do it because of the money. They just do it because it's their job. They just do it because they get paid. Some people serve because of convenience. As long as it's convenient, I'll serve. If it's inconvenient, yeah. Next. But will you actually serve somebody? But on the way lang, okay lang. You know, sabi ka sa akin. If it's on the way, I don't mind. If it's out of the way, next time. If you're working in Makati, and the person hitching a ride with you lives in Kaloocan, and you live in Paranaque, would you serve that person? Fact of the matter is, actually I did that before. I used to live uh, well, Paranaque. I was working in Makati. And Shirley used to live in Galoacan. <laughs> Happy to serve! <laughs> she was not yet my wife then. She's not even my girlfriend. But I was happy to serve. With no strings of Yeah, sometimes you know we would uh, you know work late, and you know I'm concerned about her safety. You know, sometimes she would just tell me, "Drop me off in the MRT, I'm fine." Okay? But sometimes I would insist, I would drive you home. At the back of my mind, ang mahal na gastito, kaloog, paranyake, alawas ko bus. I hope that we get to do something that we're passionate about. You know, I call it life. When you get to work and you get to do something that you're passionate about, and in the process of doing it, you get paid for what you're doing. How many people that is life? For example, if you are a professional basketball player, can you imagine their life? Kobe Bryant, Pau Gasol. Can you imagine this guy, diba? See, uh, King James. I mean, they grew up playing basketball. I 
Hanggang ganun lang ako eh. Hanggang ganun lang ako eh. But give me a real ball, wala na. They're passionate about their game. They're serving people who are spectators. They're so passionate at yet, they get paid. You know, find something that you're passionate about, serve people, considering others better than yourself, guess what? God will be the one to pay. Do it as doing it unto the Lord and not as to men. Ultimately, God will prosper you. Happy to serve. You know, one particular politician or public figure that we all know who passed away last year was uh, the Honorable Secretary Jesse Robredo. He passed away because of a, uh, an aircraft accident. And this is one quote from the man. The greatest lesson I have learned is that public servants should feel obliged to heed the people's will always. Public servants are servant leaders. Their mission is to what? To serve and not be served. Can you imagine? He's, he's just getting a quote from the scripture. I mean, people, you know, especially his constituency, they, they grieved because of the loss of one great man who's a public servant. And they're saying and elevating him to be an example of a servant leader. In fact, they're considering him as a rare breed. This kind of leadership, the public serving is so rare that it can actually be called unpopular or uncommon view of serving. But guess what? This ought to be the norm, not to be the exception. Amen. You know, if we're voting for public officials, guess what? I hope that we pick public officials like this. This ought to be the standard and not the exception to the rule. You know, the public servant should actually serve the public that voted them and not the other way around. The sad reality is many times our politicians are the ones expecting to be served and not to serve the public. Enough said. Hashtag. <laughs> Philippians 2, verse 7. And this is the example of Christ, you know, being a servant. And he said, but made himself nothing. Everybody say nothing. Taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And in these three lines, you'll actually see that Jesus, you know, he actually uh, made himself nothing. And that's he focused on setting an example of being a, pub, a servant. What does it mean to be a leader at the same time serving others? These are the three things that he exemplified. Made himself nothing, possessing the nature of a servant, and becoming like human just like you and me. Made himself nothing. You know, what does that mean? It means that it was voluntary. He did it on his own initiative. Nobody forced him to do that. It was not the idea of the Trinity. It was not like, you know, they did not do a vote, you know, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, tapos pinagkaisahan siya ng Father, tsaka ng Holy Spirit, si Jesus na lang. Babaka. You know, he actually volunteered. He gave his life. In order for him to be created, he was creator God. He is creator God. He did not cease to be God, but yet he took the form of a servant. The nature of a servant. What does that mean? He did not pretend to be a servant. He did not take the role of a servant. You know, you probably watch some movies, you know, movies like John Doyle, uh, 
maybe Bruce Willis or maybe Hugh Jackman. You know, have you ever seen actors that are like playing stereotype roles? You know, yung actors na parang every time this actor would play, it's the same role. You know, parang in Filipino movies, diba? once a villain, always a villain. Pagka talagang kontradida, lagi kang kontradida. Pagka hindi na, pagka ito narinig mo to, uh, I don't wanna name names, okay? Pagka ito, sabi, okay, this guy, alam mo talaga, ito rapist. Yung parang ganun, diba? yung a stereotype role. Diba? But yet, to, uh, you, you know, you, we get to admire actors that are versatile in acting. If you give them different kinds of roles, they'll actually do it. You know, like for example, Hugh Jackman, diba? As I said earlier, you know, he would play Wolverine one, diba? And then he would play uh, Jean Valjean, diba? Uh, you know, in Les Miserables. And then he would play as a father in Real Steel. And, you know, there's no stereotype and he's playing a role. He gets into the character and he re- rehearses it and he somehow imbibes the, you know, and then he would do it. You know, I admire actors like that. But Jesus did not do that kind of an acting. He did not play a role of a servant. He took the form. He took the nature of a servant. He is a servant. You know, talking about nature, but there are some things that are natural to some creatures. Like fish, it's natural for fish to swim. Why? Because they are fish. Diba? It's natural for birds to fly because they are birds. Very good class. Diba? Because birds of the same feather are the same birds. Diba? And so, that's nature. Diba? Talk about nature. You know, when you talk about nature, it's, it's natural for, for you to do that. And guess what? Jesus. Can you imagine? Jesus is God. He's king. He's got no sins. He's got no problems. He's the one who created us. And yet, because of His love for us, He was the one who reached down to us. He became a servant so that He can save us from our sins. That's the most humbling uh, action or form uh, or, or, uh, or motivation that you can ever have. Okay? Servant comes from the Greek word doulos. Okay? There's another uh, term, bond servant. Bond servant is devoted to another to the disregard of one's own interest. Ito na yun, di ba? Pagka kang servant, talagang ano, yung that person is bonded to you. You know, he's actually uh, waiting for a time that he can actually serve you. That's a bond servant. And we're not really, you know, because a bond servant, another word for bond servant is a slave. We don't really have slaves in the Philippines. What we do have are like helpers. Diba? Uh, Tagalog word for helper is kasambahay. They're not slaves. They have rights. Diba? They're part of our household. And they're there to just help us. When you say help us, you don't let them do everything. Hello. Diba gano'n naman yun, diba? When you, when, you know, a, a wife is a helpmate. In the NIV version, he is a, she's a helper. Ah, helper pala mga wives. Dai, hindi naman gano'n. I'm not talking about that kind of a helper. But a helper is somebody who stands alongside the leader in order for them to do a common task together. Not to lord it over and give all the tasks to the 
Jesus became human like us. Being made in the human likeness. Why is that? So that He can show Himself to us as a human being. So that we can relate with Him. And at the same time, He can actually give His life to the people that He loves. That's the entire motivation of Christ. Let's look at an example in, uh, in the New Testament. In Matthew chapter 20, actually, there was a mother who went to Jesus who's lobbying for her two sons. Okay, and you're probably familiar with the story in Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to Jesus with her sons and kneeling down asked a favor of him. Now for those of you who don't know Zebedee's sons, the sons of Zebedee are James and John. Now Jesus uh, has been teaching all this time and he's able to raise up a lot of disciples. There's the 72 that he sent out two by two to minister, to preach, to heal. And there's the 12, okay, what you call the magic 12, parang uh, The 12 disciples are to take on the leadership or the apostles to carry on the task of planting the church, okay? But out of the 12, there are three that are closest to Jesus. These are, it is like the inner circle. Who are these people? Peter, James, and John. James and John are the sons of Zebedee. They're probably thinking, So they're thinking, I'm sure our master will never say no to mama. Mama? Lakad mo kami Yan ang ginawa nila. In verse 21, it says, What is it you want? He asked. She said, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Guess what? The mom is asking that one of them become chief of staff and the other one become executive secretary. Or maybe VP and you know Senate President or whatever. Kumbaga, jockeying for position because they're thinking that Jesus was establishing a political kingdom. When he was not establishing a political they're thinking that, you know, Jesus is becoming popular among the crowds. He's unpopular with the chief priests. He was unpopular with the government officials. He was unpopular with the Pharisees and Sadducees. But he was getting popular with the crowd. And so, they were saying, pag nagkaroon ng revolution, at pag nagkudita si Jesus, I will sit on his right, and my brother will sit at his left. So they were thinking that leadership, even in that time, leadership is all about positioning. It's all about perks. It's all about the power. It's all about authority. It's all about the privileges of somebody close to me. They're probably imagining that when they actually pass through the streets of Jerusalem, they have their own Haggad. Howie boys. Dadaan si na James. Dadaan him, sir. Dadaan. They're imagining already. But yet, the master's reply is quite unique because, you know, he was not talking about an earthly kingdom. He was not even planning about an earthly kingdom because, you know, maybe the disciples are calculating. Can you imagine? Jesus actually fed the 5,000 with just five loaves. 
if he can feed the people with only that, can you imagine if we have a lot more? We will have a lot of you know, prosperity. We will never be hungry. But Jesus actually shied away from that. Matthew 20 verse 22, it says, You don't know what you're asking. Jesus said, Can you drink the cup I'm going to drink? We can! They answered. They don't even know what cup is talking about. They're thinking he's referring to a cup of coke. But he was talking about the cup of suffering. The cup of trial. The cup of hardship. Basically, the cup of going to the cross. And Jesus said to them, You will indeed drink from my cup. And he already prophesied to them, Don't worry. I will be the first to die. And you will drink from my cup. Because James actually was beheaded according to Acts chapter 2. He was one of the leaders in Jerusalem at that time. John faced martyrdom when there was persecution at Rome and they actually got John, put him in a pot of boiling water. I'm sorry, boiling not water, boiling oil. Ginawa siyang bagnet. Guess what happened? He survived that ordeal. They raised him up and they still found out he's alive. That's the nickname Thick-Skinned John. Kapal-Balan. Parang Litson. And they actually exiled him at, at uh, Island of Patmos where he wrote the book of Revelation. He's the only apostle who died. And he said, Jesus said, You will indeed drink from my cup, but to say that my right or left is not for me to grant. This place is belong to those for whom they have been prepared for. By whom? By my Father. Guess what? Promotion does not come from man. Promotion comes from God Himself. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand. We may think that we can jockey for a position in our office. Sana ma-promote na ako. Lagi na Punta ako sa HR 16 na Guess what? Your promotion will not come from them. This belongs to those that are determined, prepared by my Father in heaven. God promotes and God deposes kings. He's the one who chooses one and He's the one who takes away one. Ultimately, God looks at our heart. And he sees faithfulness. When you are faithful with the little, guess what? God will give you so much more. Here's the disciples' reaction. Anong reaction ng other ten? Yung dalawa, James and John. Here's the reaction of the ten disciples. The other. When the ten heard about this, they were what? Indignant with the two brothers. When you talk about indignant, it means anger. Annoyance due to unfair treatment. Probably they're thinking, Inunahan kami. Eh kami dapat yun. They're probably thinking of the same thing. They're probably thinking of jockeying for position. They're probably thinking of, Kakaimis. Dunburn. Diba? Parang wow. But yet they're all looking at the same thing. To summarize, these are some of the leadership lessons, just two, from this particular story. Matthew 20.25, Jesus called them together. Huddle sila na naman. Okay? He didn't rebuke them, but He actually took that particular situation and gave them leadership lessons. He said, you know that the rulers 
of the Gentiles lord it over them, and their high officials exercise authority over them. Not so with you. Tell the person beside you, not so with you. And yung kabila, and also with you. Yeah, para feel na feel nyo, diba? Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be what? Your servant. Leadership lesson number one. You want to be great? Be a servant. Because leadership is serving, not lording. It's not lording it over the people that you're entrusted with. And sometimes, you know, we look at models in the world, eh, parang, eh, ginagawa nila, di, you know, monkey see, monkey do. Ganun din naman yun, eh, di ba? Kung anong nakita ko sa akin, di gagawin ko rin sa baba ko. Guess what? It will never end. And I, be, I believe the best form of leadership starts It starts at home. It starts with us as men. It starts with the head of the family. It starts with you men serving your wife just as Christ loved this church and gave himself to her. Don't ever beat your wife with the scripture saying, submit because that's the scripture. According to the Bible, submit. I am the leader. But you are to set an example. You are to lovingly that woman. Lead your home. Serve your family. Serve their children. Be a godly example to them. Diba? Have you ever wondered why sometimes your little children are acting like monkey? They see a big gorilla in the home. Simple lang yun. They're copying somebody. <laughs> little children acting like this. You know, you're expecting them not to lie. And here you are, you're lying. You're expecting children to be truthful, to be the most diligent people. And here you are, you're tamat. You're expecting your children to actually be the best in their class. And here you are, you're not even on time for work. Hello. Tell the person beside you, tell the person, he's not talking to you. You know, it's, it's about serving. Not lording it over the people that God has called us to lead. And sometimes, you know, we... Even the way we treat our helpers. Yaya, kape! Para you expect na pagka tapal dyan na, in five minutes, tapal dyan na. Ang pantal lang ko, bakit hindi mo napapadya? And then you see the solution, yaya, kamayate! They're just copying you. How you respond and how you treat the other people in the household, they're just copying you. Yaya, cellphone ko, pakidayal mo ka. Ginawang Siri. Daya. Victory Alaba. You're lording it over. Leadership is serving. It's going under the people that you're called to lead and actually lifting them so that you can actually serve them. Best form of leadership. Counterculture. So different from the ways of the world. Whatever our career may be, true leadership means to receive power from God and use it under God's rule to serve people in God's way. That's why in church, when you come here to church, don't expect to be served. Expect to serve. You're to come in church ready to serve. Happy to serve, Lord. I'm here ready to worship. Hindi yung Pagdating dito, late na nga. 
Baka ganun pa yung kamay. Wala sa tono yung kingil, oh. <laughs> flat siya, flat. Half note off. Para kang judge ng American Idol. Parang gano'n. These are volunteers. They're happy to serve. They're leading us in the presence of God. And sometimes we grade the people. Okay, but yung asyo hindi nakangiti. Kulang yung smile. Not good. Si pastor, kulang yung ngiti niya ngayon. Diba? Not good. Yung isang joke niya, palpa. Not good. Sometimes we become judges when we come to church. Yes, what we, we come to church with an attitude of a servant. We're here not asking the question, what can I get? What's in it for me? But what can I give? How can I serve? That's why it's called the church service. D.L. Moody, one pastor in the uh, 19th century, early 19th century, says, or said, the measure of a man is not how many servants he has, but how many men he serves. That's, I believe, the real measure of a man. You look at the CEO of the organization, and really great CEOs and great leaders are the people and are loved by people because they know how to serve their subordinates. These are the people that we want to become. These are the people that we emulate. Matthew 20, verse 27, as I prepare to close. And whoever wants to be the first must be your slave. Great must be your servant. Who wants to be first must be your slave. Wow. Because when you talk about leadership, leadership is a function, not a position. Ultimately, it's all about what you can give to other people. You know, I shared this story earlier in the other services. And I just want to share an example of leadership. You know, I grew up knowing this man. My dad is turning 70 this, this week. And, you know, growing up, I've always looked at my mom and my dad. And they, are, they serve each other. My mom would always be the one cooking the finest meals at home. She would help my dad manage uh, the, the family business. And I would see my dad working two jobs. Sometimes, uh, actually, uh, when I was growing up, my dad would work at night in a newspaper company. And the next day, he would wake up really early to uh, deliver newspaper in our village, the Stahanan village. And uh, he would actually deliver bread. He would actually contact a bakery and deliver bread with the newspaper. And after that, he would actually drive a school bus, serving people. So it's a service mentality. I've, I've seen them. Uh, but lately, my mom, actually, uh, uh, a couple of years ago, went through angioplasty, and she's been weak. You know, she has a, an early form of, uh, of uh, Parkinson's disease, and, you know, she's, her hands have been trembling, and there are tremors. And I saw my dad always with my mom, serving her at this stage in their marriage. They're almost 50 years married. And yet, the ability to serve and the ability to love stayed the same. You know, I see my dad, sometimes he would go out of the, you know, take out from the car, the wheelchair of my mom. And my mom can still walk, but somehow she gets tired too easily. So, he'd rather take the wheelchair. And my dad would be the one to push her, carry her wherever she needs to be. And I saw such a commitment from my dad, serving 
a loving leader who knew how to serve not only his wife, but even his children. I said, when will this end? Sometimes my, some of my siblings would call my dad, Dad, I have a meeting. Can you pick, please pick up my son or my daughter from school and bring them home? So my dad would go out of his house, go to the school, bring that, uh, you know, my nephew or my niece to their house, and then come back home. Happy to serve. And I said, Dad, you never graduate from serving. You're really the greatest guy. And I said, when I grow old, I want to be just like you. And that's an example of somebody who actually serves another person and he cannot get anything out of this person. You know, my mom needs help from my dad. But my dad has always been there. So, mean what I want to share as we come to a close. Leadership is the willingness to inconvenience ourselves for the convenience of others. And yes, you know, we see examples in our real life today. Maybe it's an example of your dad. Maybe it's an example of the boss that you have in your office. Maybe it's an example of maybe a friend that you have. Or maybe that's you. But guess what? I believe the greatest example that we could ever find is Jesus himself. In verse 28 it says, Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And not only did he serve others, he gave his life as a ransom for me. He did not stop at serving. He actually gave his very being to the people who hated him, to the people who rebelled against him, to the people who actually smited him, to the people who killed him, to the people who crucified him. He was at the cross and he was begging for pardon on behalf of the people that he loved. To the point of death, he served all of mankind. He gave his life as a ransom for all of us. Let's bow our heads right We hope you were inspired by that message. To learn more about leadership, we encourage you to join a Victory Group today. Visit and inquire at the Concierge, or simply request for one at www.victoryalabang.org, or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash victoryalabang. Thank you, and stay connected.